0: Only 361 more days till Halloween. Hello, (laughs) welcome to... Um, this might be the last podcast where we are under the title Dish and Bout Destination. My name is Eric Keppel.
1: My name is Jeremy Schmidt. Hello.
0: Hello, and welcome.
1: Welcome. So this is the final one, eh, Eric?
0: This is the final one. You know, there was talks of, uh... We got some fans out there uh, tweeting at us, at ChuckyRules420. So People want us to, uh, uh cover... Since we're talking Halloween, people want us to uh, to hear our thoughts about the Rob Zombie uh, Halloween, and I would love to talk about that film. Maybe we'll do a Patreon. Maybe we'll save it till next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're uh, I, th- I I think we got the ho- original Halloween, which we did last week, right? We got Halloween season uh, three, season of the Witch,
1: which we're doing today.
0: Yes, and I feel like if we did a third, we're just a Halloween podcast.
1: Right, and also, I already feel weird about doing this one because it is straight up November 3rd as of this recording, and this will go out (laughs) around November 6th or so, so uh, yeah, I feel like um, we should be be transitioning now out of that and getting on to our our Christmas-themed episodes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, Dad wears glasses, I know you wanted us to cover that, uh, we'll, we'll cover it for you, my man, we, uh, we just got a we're, we're diving into, uh, to a new series, uh, next week, um, you will, uh, notice that we have a, a new name, new artwork, new, uh stuff that we're talking about right jeremy we're going to be talking about david lynch and stanley kubrick
1: we are going to become a stanley kubrick slash david lynch podcast covering both films both disc uh uh filmographies simultaneous discographies simultaneously i was recently on matt J's the deep end show doing uh, an episode of the deep end and i i told him what we were doing and he laughed hard rolled his eyes and then said I got to be on that show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look forward to Matt Jay. Um, yeah. Well, what's like the weirdest possible episode we could have Matt J. on for like uh, Inland Empires? Oh, sure. Like I mean,
1: yes. But I, I feel like that would be the weirdest episode to have anyone come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. I mean, what a conversation that's going to be. Although I will say, Eric, that it always turns out to be some of the most fun episodes we do are the ones that i'm not super looking forward to originally you know what i mean like they always end up having the best conversations like inland empire is a film i've seen one time and i fell asleep in it three times so i'm not like super pumped to go back to it but something about it though i feel like that's going to be a good episode i don't know
0: yeah i I watched Inland Empire for the first time a couple months ago, and uh, I was talking about it on this very podcast mm-hmm. when we were covering the Chucky films. Right. and uh, and uh, I remember telling you uh, I liked it, but I will never watch that movie again. And here, <laughs> less than a like six months later, yeah, I we're, will making, be we're making we're making a
1: liar Empire. out of you. <laughs>
0: um, so uh, I'm I'm gonna try and be better about um, letting people know beforehand on Twitter like what we're covering. So I think the plan is to start with uh, Eraserhead. Is that what you were thinking, Jeremy?
1: I would love nothing more, although not to. I feel like maybe we should start with the Kubrick one. Okay. unless we got to figure out who has more, we got to plan it. We actually got to do some, a little bit of thinking about this because we don't want to get into a situation where we're like, Oh shit, we have two David Lynch films left and then two Stanley or one Stanley Kubrick. So like, we should probably figure out who has more films and then sort of, you know, spread it out a little bit and then we'll cut it together with some like extra episodes to like pad it out if we need to. I have a feeling one of them might have directed way more movies than the other one.
0: Yes, and then at the like we will be covering Twin Peaks in uh, multiple episode uh, chunks. Right towards the end, there we'll figure it out. Yes. Uh, but I'll I'll try and let you all know uh, on Twitter beforehand, uh, so you know what film we're going to be covering. Uh, I'm fucking excited. Uh, oh, so pumped. To- Talk about all of these rewatch a lot of film, really good films and watch movies that I know are good that I've just never seen. Barry Lyndon. I'm finally going to fucking sit down and watch Barry Lyndon. Um, That's
1: going to be a great one. I can't wait for that episode. I'm excited about some of the older films of Stanley Kubrick, like The Killing and Paths of Glory. You know, um, some of those old, old ones pre- Pre-Spartacus, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Pre-Doctor Strange, loves Stanley Kubrick. That's a that's a weird era. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. Or but, uh, what uh, about
1: David Lynch's The
0: Straight Story? Huh. I. You excited about uh, that? Man. I'm actually like kind of not that excited about <laughs> that's that. That's like one. his. But I feel like.
1: It's his Disney film. He did a film for Disney, and it's about an old man who drives a lawnmower across the country to see his dying friend.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's um, it's supposed to be amazing.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk. I have a. Uh, I, I I've seen the film. Well, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, but uh, Jeremy, before we dive into Halloween three, I want to. I just want to say. I think I you pro. I think you saw this on Twitter. Uh, last night, but I did. Um, I finally watched one of the dozens of goddamn movies you recommend me on this podcast. Oh great! Uh, What'd you watch? Uh, I watched uh, Dead Zone. Oh great! Did you recommend that to I, me? I
1: definitely did not. I've never seen it, but that's Christopher oh, Walken, oh, right? Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that must have been uh, Dad wears glasses or something. It might on, have been uh, Dad wears glasses.
1: That sounds like a movie he might recommend. I know that he was. He's been on a Stephen King kick lately. So, yeah. uh, what did you think of Dead now Zone? Now that I think
0: about it, I think it was uh, Dad wears glasses. Uh, but uh, easy but mistake
1: I, it, to make. I am. <laughs> I do wear glasses, honestly? and I have fathered yeah. uh, many children. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm talking turds, baby, going to the bathroom.
0: Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I thought Dead Zone uh, starring Christopher Walken was like pretty good. Actually, it's like. Yeah. Really fucking we. It's it's. I, I guess I, I wanted to bring this up because I like thought you had seen it, so I don't really have uh, much to say about it. That's not like spoilery or whatever. Spoil but
1: away, I good do- friend. I'm blackout drunk as we speak. I will never remember.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, it takes a long time for them to get to like. Hmm. Exactly what's going on in the film. Gotcha. Uh, There's a lot of lead up, but once you get into it, it's pretty good. I will say I don't buy Christopher Walken, like a young Christopher Walken who's supposed to be like, I'm not saying he's not like good looking or anything, Uh, but he's just not like a sexy man. No, I don't buy him as this like guy who's like, he's like in the beginning of the film, like sweeping this. Uh, woman off her feet and she's like madly in love with him but he like looks I think it's because and there's different actors like this who I only know the old version of them or like I have learned about them through seeing them as an older person right so like I can't get the vision of their old uh, face and like personality out of it out of like when I see them perform when they're like Younger,
1: Right, yes.
0: But, no, no, no uh, I, I think
1: I understand what you're saying. You're kind of like, look, uh, Christopher Walken, you're an old man in my mind and, and should always only play old people. You fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: either uh, play, you, you got to do two things, my man. You got to play an old person and you got to dance around a Daft Punk. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> Love it. So, Joramie, we're talking Halloween Trace, Season of the Witch. Uh, Another classic uh, tale of hijinks from our boy Michael Myers, right? Just another classic uh, Michael Myers story.
1: Oh, if you think that, you'd be
0: dead wrong. Dead wrong. So, you... This was your first viewing of the film. I've been, like, hounding you to watch this movie. Uh... I was delighted to receive a text. I think when you were watching it, where you said, uh, "I forget what you said exactly," but <laughs> you were basically just like, "What the fuck <laughs> am I watching right now? What's going on?" Yeah. Uh, it was something yeah, to some,
1: yeah. It was something to the effect of like, like uh, oh, I should just pull the text up right now. It's like I don't understand what's going on on even a. Uh my review so far, W U T question mark. What? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh so this film is uh one of my favorites. It's uh I watch it pretty regularly. Uh it's fucking weird. I discover when I so I first saw Halloween three season of the witch when uh back in the days of like Limewire and Maybe it was a little later than that, like torrenting days. But I I stole it from the internet when I was uh, a teenager. Oh, okay. Uh, Right. I I was very into the Halloween films and I hadn't seen three yet. So I went into it much like probably a lot of people, especially who saw it like when it came out, where I was expecting just a Michael Myers film. Uh, And I actually loved it. I thought it was like fucking awesome. And reading the kind of reception online here, it seems like that was kind of the opposite reaction that people had when the film came out. People didn't really like this one at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not wildly received very well at all.
0: (laughs) No. Um, So, I think originally Halloween was going to be uh, the original idea, from my understanding, was each installment was kind of going to be its own uh, story, uh, separated from the one before it. Uh, So, with the success of Halloween, the first Halloween, uh, they did another Michael Myers. And then with Halloween 3 is when they started, they tried doing the, like, brand new story kind of thing um i'm trying to think of like i don't think there are any franchises that i'm aware of that really do this That do what like it's kind of it, that's kind it's kind of like the uh tales from the crypt version of but, but like a movie franchise you know what i mean where like oh every installment is just completely different
1: oh right and you are you saying halloween
0: does this no that was the initial idea
1: oh great
0: Yeah. But with the success of uh, the first one, they did another Michael Myers story. Right. uh, So Halloween 3 came out in 82. Uh, It's it's written and directed by uh, Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, We got John Carpenter and uh, Deborah Hill return as producers. Uh, Deborah Hill is a producer on uh, uh, what... Fucking movie was I just talking about? Dead Zone.
1: Oh, really? Is that Uh, a John Carpenter film?
0: It's not. It's uh, Cronenberg? It's
1: Cronenberg. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I did the thing where you like drag a name out Mm -hmm. because you're like not uh, positive. Because you're almost 100%
1: sure it's wrong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So uh so yeah, after uh, after Michael Myers died at the end of Halloween 2, the plan by John Carpenter was to make a new Halloween movie each year telling a different Halloween related story. Uh after the movie underperformed at the box office, the filmmakers decided to bring Michael back. Okay, so I had that a little bit wrong. But uh a novelization of the film was uh, published in 82. Awesome. Uh Fans, if, y- if you want to send us uh, a-, a copy of the of the novel for <laughs> Halloween 3, I'll give it a read. I've been trying to re- read a little bit more. Uh, at around uh, 55 minutes, the voice of Operator that uh, Chalice keeps getting when he uh, tries to call out of uh, Santa Mira is Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, London Bridge is falling down. It's the melody for the uh, Silver Shamrock jingle. If right. You pick up on that. And uh yeah. Small town of Santa Mira was also the setting of evasion of the body snatchers. And uh that's about all the all the useful interesting trivia that I found. So Jeremy, I'm excited to, to talk about the uh I'm I'm truly just excited to like hear what your overall feelings are on the film, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah. I'll pick up on that as, as we go over the plot here. Sure. So let's uh, dig right into Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Yeah, so. I
1: guess I just... We'll start off by saying, too, you know, I knew this was a departure. I knew this wasn't going to probably have Michael Myers in it, and I knew that it wasn't going to have Jamie Lee Curtis, and I knew that it wasn't going to probably have a ton to do with the first two Halloween films. But I will say, I did not expect this... Like, I did not expect this much of a departure, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, in my wildest dreams, and we'll get into the plot of this film and what happens in it, I would have never guessed fucking aliens? Is that, is that like, is that super wrong? Am I wrong in that aliens are in this film?
0: No, you're (laughs) you're pretty much right.
1: (laughs) All right, cool. Let's do it.
0: Okay, so uh, October 23rd, uh, Northern California. First of all, the opening to this is like so good, in my opinion, with the little, you see the little, uh, uh, the first thing you see is that fucking, uh, what's it called? Pumpkin, jack-o'-lantern. That's right. On like the digital old 80s, like, Display kind of thing With a really good synth The music in this is so good uh, On October 23rd uh, In Northern California Shop owner uh, Harry Grimbage the third Is chased along a barren road By mysterious men in suits uh, This is crazy This is like a crazy intro- like First scene in a movie Would you say?
1: Yeah it starts out with a chase Like kind of a fun chase Where a A, a, a a guy in not a suit is being chased by guys in suits.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. I like I like the uh, energy.
1: The energy is great. I think right off the bat,
0: the energy is great. Very mysterious. Uh, it doesn't feel like. I mean, you can tell it's like old, like over thirty years old, but it doesn't feel like dated to me to where like there were parts uh when i was watching dead zone which is around came around or, around the same time i believe where i was like this is like some of this is too dated for me to like fully get invested in the story right whereas with this film i don't know i think it's like uh maybe it's the way it's it's directed oh or man something. you must
1: have you but. must you must have like kissed a girl or something while you were watching this film because you're remembering it very (laughs) fondly i i i feel like the the lead actor in this film dates the film alone like just the lead actor alone dates the film for me like that mustache look uh his age it's just like it's like not not to be like ageist at all like you can have a you can have a you know uh a lead character be any age you want it was just it was just a very strange choice. Like I I was not sure who Tom Atkins, th- is that, is that who it is? Tom Atkins, right? Yeah.
0: Tom Atkins. Yeah.
1: I was like, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen. He's, he's like, he is, if I, if you were told me to paint a picture of the eighties, this is the guy I would, pa- I would paint like immediately right. from memory. I'd be like, this is the eighties together. And in, 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 every fashion too. like, him being his age clearly in his like mid 40s and his like lead actress being in her early 20s like it was yeah, like that was absolutely weird. perfectly 80s um but i don't maybe the story isn't too dated though
0: yeah i no i think i'm more like a, a, like the way the film is directed mm. uh it kind of feels more i don't know like, more of, like, a uh, an art piece, like, I guess. Yeah, the, more
1: modern sensibility or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, fucking, uh, he makes it to a gas station, clutching a jack-o'-lantern mask. Uh, he is driven to the hospital by uh, station attendant Walter Jones. At the hospital, Harry is placed in the care of Dr. Dan Chalice. It's our boy Tommy Atkins, uh, hardworking doctor, struggling with relationships between him and his ex-wife as well as his children. Uh, just a classic, uh, "daddy's always always working" kind of situation. Classic,
1: classic eighties, uh, nineties premise there for sure. Yep, liar, liar, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, that night. Yeah, he does do the claw to his uh, kids, but right, right. before he leaves. He right,
1: <laughs> yes. For, well, the, <laughs> for work. But, he, but it's, yeah, the white claw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gives them alcohol. So that night, uh, another man in a suit enters uh, Harry's hospital room, uh, murders him, bit of an understatement. He uh, shoves his fingers in his eyeballs mm-hmm. like a fucking bowling ball. Yeah. Uh, and... Immolates himself. Uh let's find out what the word immolate yeah, means. Shall yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see.
0: <laughs> so immolate, uh kill or offer as a sacrifice, especially by burning. Interesting. Oh, oh yeah, because he does set his he he just casually walks to his car, uh, dumps gasoline all over it. Oh, gets and lights it on fire. That's right. Yeah. Lights it on fire, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, a few days later, uh, and then the next morning, that car is just kind of, like, sitting there as if there hasn't been, like, a crazy crime scene, like, investigation all night, and they've, like, quarantined yeah. the area. I love uh, t- I love a, a few-
1: town that just lets its stuff burn to the ground <laughs> before it does anything about it.
0: Right. Right. Uh, typical uh, Northern California, am I right? hmm
1: They let the whole um, state burn to the ground before they do anything about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we hope everyone over there is safe yes uh, we very much me. hope
1: everyone over there is safe since Donald Trump literally came out and was like I'm not sending any more aid over there I hate to get people who <laughs> they they run things badly
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, cool Uh unless move, you're an executive bro. at PG&E then yes. uh, go to hell uh, <laughs> at, at the hospital uh, Harry is placing the care uh, let's see A few days later, Dan is confronted in a bar by uh, Harry's daughter, Ellie. Uh, So, yeah. This is, like... I wonder about people who just, like, sit... uh, Who just... Because I don't go to, like, dive bars and shit. Right. But when I do go to them, there are, like, guys like this who just, like, sit there and, like, look up at a TV at, like, whatever's on. Yeah. And just kind of, like, drink beer and shit yeah and it's really depressing
1: uh i wouldn't be too hard on them maybe you just haven't got there yet eric
0: you'll you'll get there (laughs) (laughs) this is like the portrait of like a sad man i guess i to me
1: it, it is it can be very relaxing to just just like hide out in a dive bar for a couple hours and just eat some peanuts and watch whatever fucking stupid game is on (laughs) that you don't care about and drink some beer but i also think it is a it is a getting older thing where it's like oh that that does seem like the life once you get once you become a man of a certain age
0: right well i guess what i'm getting at is it seems like this is something that the that dan chalice does a lot
1: oh yeah yeah
0: this is kind of his, like, uh, after work routine or something. But he, he tells her about the strange events of that night uh, that uh, her dad died and shows her the mask her father was holding when he was admitted to the hospital. Um, along with Ellie, Dan traces the mask uh, back to Silver Shamrock Novelties, a company based in the town of Santa Mira, uh, California. Uh, the motel manager, uh, that, uh, Connell Cochran and his (laughs) company, the Silver Shamrock Novelties, which produces wildly popular latex, jack-o'-lantern, witch, and skeleton masks for Halloween, are responsible for the town's prosperity. Uh, yeah, so this is, like, weird, uh... This this like weird town is like under surveillance and like under the power of this like crazy uh fucking company. It's like yes something that you could compare to like an Amazon or a Disney or something. And, well, <laughs> right, well,
1: right. And Con- and Connell Cochran is sort of like the. I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but he's sort of like. At the end of Rosemary's Baby, you remember how there's that guy who kind of seems like he's in charge of everyone. The old man, yeah. he, he's kind of like that, where he's sort of like le- is, yeah. leading the 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 he's leading the charge, wh- whatever that means. Um, you definitely feel like maybe it's all in service of a greater power, but he's definitely like, you know, he's like the rich old guy who's like he seems to be in charge. Now, Eric, before we go any further, I did I did have a question for you. How do we how are we feeling right now? in terms of this premise in general, right? So we have a company called silver shamrock novelties and they are like, they're like keeping this town afloat with their popular latex masks. <laughs> like
0: that is such a
1: strange premise. already right.
0: It's pretty weird. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's, it's, but yeah, for me, it's. I also don't know how much of this is like nostalgia for me, but oh, I'm um, not knocking it
1: at all. I'm 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 oh, literally, I'm literally yeah. just like let's have an open discussion right now about like what are they trying to imply here? Like the commercialism of Halloween is getting to like a boiling point where it's so people are so hot for Halloween items that it could literally bring a town into prosperity,
0: right? That's one of the things I do like about this movie is I I don't know how intentional this was, but this movie is about like consumerism and like Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like a lot like that. Yeah. Uh, about that. But it's um
1: Also the, the company's called Silver Shamrock, which uh-huh. is a like a I uh, like a St. Patrick's Day type sounding company. But they make Halloween shit. It's like super confusing
0: <laughs> right well they tie that in uh towards the end i think where there's like we find out about like these people this got like the uh, fucking chalice or whatever and this like great. weird irish i i we'll we'll dive deeper okay, into that cor- towards great, the end because it's really weird awesome. uh also towards the beginning this is important that wasn't mentioned in the uh very detailed uh show notes or uh, p- plot summary i put together before we Before we record these. Uh, But uh, we saw a brief snippet of a news story where uh, some of the rocks from Stonehenge were like mysteriously missing or something. That's, yes. Correct? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Which is Um, so fucking, because those famously like can't be moved without some serious manpower.
0: Or aliens.
1: Or aliens, yes,
0: yes. Um, so, so yeah. To but to uh, answer your question, I do think it's like wh- like weird and uh, sort of. I mean, it's it's over the top in a way, yeah. but like this kind of thing like does sort of a- it. I mean, it exists. Like, there's I've been in plenty of towns. Where uh, you know, the whole town revolves around like this one big factory that happens to be there or whatever. Um, I, I thought there's a lot I mean, of places like that in the midwest,
1: yeah, it's it's like it's it's wacky in a in the right ways, I think, if that yeah. makes if that makes sense
0: when I was driving through, um I believe it was Wyoming. I passed through. Uh, Sinclair Wyoming which is a town like a little town that's just owned by the Sinclair like oil company or whatever like cool. the Sinclair gas stations uh, it was weird it was like a town that is just owned by a company um, really a bizarre thing to see but uh, other motel guests uh, include shop owners uh, Marge Gutman uh, and Buddy Cupfer, bu- uh, bu- Buddy's wife Oh, Buddy's wife, Betty, and their son, little Buddy, who all have business a- at the company's factory. So Marge Gutman is uh, kind of a funny character. She's just, like, really pissed off. Uh, she's, like, annoyed that this comp- silver shamrock company, like, doesn't have her orders ready again or something. Uh, Buddy Cupfer or whatever is, like, a classic fucking 80s, 90s, like, road-tripping RV, uh, like, Family kind of like white, right. like Middle yes. class family. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh I like when I like when the wife like tells her son not to ride his bike into the street, and he just does it and gives her the finger. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's good. Uh, Gutman finds a microchip on the back of a silver sam- shamrock button, uh, and uh, she thinks it's weird, but nothing nothing really happens to her, right? Uh, and then we move on. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, uh, there is that moment where she gets electrocuted by a huge laser beam uh, that uh, like fucking evaporates the front of her head. Yeah, basically. can we talk
1: about this? My, this might be yeah. the most disturbing part of the whole film for me. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. May, I, there's a child death later that's also pretty bad, but this, is, this to me was like fucking insane i also but slash i loved the the practical effects on it like i thought it looked great
0: yeah i think it look i i think a lot of the effects in this look really good um minus
1: the laser yes. like the laser itself didn't look great but like what after like the repercussions of it looked i was like fuck this is not good
0: <laughs> yeah it's super disturbing it's like crazy um yeah uh, so, Dan and Ellie learn of Gutman's accident. First of all, the two are fucking by this point, right?
1: Oh, are they? In the most uncomfortable way possible, yes.
0: Dan, this is, like, still in the age where, like, we're, like, supposed to root for Dan, but at the same time, he's just, like, neglecting his children. <laughs> And uh, like a- I guess ex-wife, and just like <laughs> running around with this like uh, traumatized woman who's like half his age.
1: Eric, stop thinking about it. <laughs> no, it's 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 not like wonderful what's happening, but now it's also like. I don't know. It just feels like a dude wrote it kind of like, like it does like the, the romance aspect of it where like even the character of the female lead is so like not developed in any kind of way. And there might be even a plot reason for that later, but it just kind of comes across as like, okay, like what, uh, she seems very easily taken very, It seems very easy to take advantage of her because she doesn't seem like she's all there. And it's like right. kind of just off-putting from a modern sensibility. Who knows if that came across that way back in the 80s.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um But they do have a yeah, hot that-
1: love scene. And by hot, I mean co- ice cold. It's just like a super... It's like a couple of kisses and then fade out. And then fade into that woman getting her face blasted apart.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's how uh, sex always ends for me, too. Yeah. Your face Uh, getting
1: blasted apart? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, Dan attempts to (laughs) to, uh, help. (laughs) Okay. So Dan and Ellie learn of Gutman's accident. Dan attempts to help, but is forced away by a group of men dressed in lab coats uh, who drive away in a van with Marge's body. Uh, the next morning, Dan and Ellie tour the factory with the cup furs, uh, and discover Harry's car there, uh, guarded by more men, uh, dressed in suits. Uh, what do you think of this factory? It's kind of fun, like, at this point when they're, like, finally, like, in the factory and they're, like, looking around and stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool, for sure. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice when we start getting closer to the mystery, if that Makes any sense? Like we, when we start actually getting closer to like what the hell is actually going on, yeah. I start feeling like ooh, there's like I'm I'm way more interested in the fucking weird sci- sci-fi aspects of Halloween three than I am in like I I I'll be honest, I did not love that we replaced Michael Myers with just like white guys in suits. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're the ones chasing people around. I did like that they, that they were super strong and they like could like rip they could like blow someone's head off by just squeezing it. But I didn't like I was like the ast- the optics here are just suck. I'm not, I'm not super afraid of these guys no matter how scary they want to make them look. So once we get into the the factory, I'm like, "Okay, here we go."
0: Yeah. And at this point, did you have any sort of theory, like, what was going on with the masks or anything like that?
1: I assumed it was some sort of mind control thing from the Um, get-go. Oh, okay. And I assumed it was some sort of, like, I kind of assumed it was a mind control thing. And I I, I kind of assumed that, like, it might be a situation where we get the whole town in on it. And, like, maybe our main character is the only one not in on it. But then it ends up going in some different directions. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Does this feel like a Twilight Zone Episode or something to you by the way
1: Well I mean we'll get to the end But the end definitely does But okay. but maybe not Like Maybe if the Twilight Zone was two hours long Or an hour and a half long maybe But it's, it's a little convoluted to be a Twilight Zone episode I think yeah. I think that parts of it definitely do And definitely the ending Is so Twilight zone But we'll get there
0: um, so they return to the motel but cannot contact anyone outside the town. Which is
1: very creepy. I love that. like yeah, it's not even it's not like they unplug the phone to your house. They unplug the phone to the town.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, their cell phones don't exist yet. Uh, while Dan attempts to uh, phone for the authorities, Ellie mysteriously disappears and Dan is captured. By the men in suits who are revealed to be androids created by (laughs) Cochrane.
1: Yeah, dog.
0: Motherfuckers are robots.
1: Yeah, I mean they are they're fucking creepy. I mean they're like I mean they're they're competent robots. They they again they can squeeze someone's head clean off their body, so yeah.
0: Right. Um and that's unusual.
1: Yeah, yeah. like I can't do that. um, Oh, okay. Necessarily.
0: Cochran reveals his plan to uh, sacrifice children wearing uh, his masks on Halloween. Uh, thus bringing about a resurrection of the ancient age of witchcraft. (laughs) Uh, So for Silver Shamrock's big giveaway, which will air at 9 p.m. on all television channels following the horror thon each of these masks contain a fragment of Stonehenge uh, implanted in its trademark microchip. Uh, When activated by a flashing signal of the commercial's on-screen magic pumpkin, the microchip causes the mask wearer to succumb to brain damage from absorbing the energy of Stonehenge, uh, and unleashes a swarm of insects and snakes uh, that come out of the wearer's corpse and kill anyone nearby. To demonstrate, Cochrane kills the Cupfers uh, in this way. Uh, I really like this scene a lot with the Cupfers. Uh, this like poor family. This like poor dumb family. Uh, just. We know what's about to happen to him. Not totally, like, the extent of it, but it's crazy. It's wild. Like, after the kid, like, the fucking bugs come out of his head and, like, his mom faints and... It's... It is... It's crazy. Awful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty nuts.
1: Yeah. it It is fucking awful. Like, it's definitely, I guess, the second... Most disturbing scene in the film to me, but this one, I think the implications of it are more disturbing than the first one. Like that's just that's just so uh, gruesome and and like mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. It's like it's like uh, not good. But uh, no, no, not good. <laughs> later that night, uh, Cochran puts a sh- silver. Shamrock mask uh, on Dan And leaves him to die uh, The same fate as the trigger-treating children Who will come back home For his false uh, Watch and win Halloween sweepstakes that he created For his company uh, Oh, by the way What do you think? We just kind of like Went through uh, Sort of what the whole plan is uh, What's your take on this? How do you, how do you feel about that? You mentioned the word convoluted, which I would Sure, uh, agree with.
1: So let's. Uh, why don't you? Why don't you walk me through the plan just a little bit? Because I'm even a little fuzzy on like what the whole scope of the plan is. So they use. What do they use the masks for exactly?
0: Okay. Uh, Each
1: mask contains a fragment. Of Stonehenge. Of Stonehenge, implanted. so Cochrane
0: uh, wants to sacrifice children wearing the Halloween masks, mm-hmm. uh, thus bringing about a resurrection of the ancient age of witchcraft. Okay, uh, but so yes, uh, each of these masks contain a fragment of Stonehenge, implanted in its trademark microchip. When activated by the flashing uh, commercial, uh, the microchip causes the mask wearer to succumb to brain damage. Yes. Uh, from absor- absorbing the Stonehenge, and unleashing energy. a swarm of insects
1: and snakes yes. that come out of the wearer's corpse and kill anyone nearby. So it's the it's the insects and the snakes that are killing people nearby.
0: Well, yeah, the insects and the snakes, I guess, take care of the the adults who are not uh, wearing the Great, the masks. Great,
1: yeah. I think. I mean, obviously. obviously this is a bridge too far for me, the uninitiated who's just walking into the movie. But I don't know, like, you know, again, if you have a lot of nostalgia for it or you watched it when you were a kid and, and, and this is something that you are like already privy to and coming to expect, maybe it isn't that, maybe it isn't that convoluted. But to me, I was like, as a, as a, you know, as a story writer and somebody who, writes you know scripts and stuff and thinks about narrative a lot it's like could we just have had them be like why do we need the witch stuff like the witch stuff is the part that actually like throws it for me where i'm like okay stonehenge got it insects okay like by the time we get to the ancient age of witchcraft, I'm like, all right, well now it's like five hats on five different hats. It's like too many hats, but, uh, but still though, I mean, this film, I got to say, it doesn't strike me as a film that takes itself that seriously. So, right. I don't know. I see. I don't know. It's, it's, it's also hard with these like kind of older eighties. I'd call this maybe a B ish horror flick where it's like, I don't know if it if if it is kind of just being hokey to be hokey.
0: Yeah, there is something to that cuz like y- you look at a movie like Saw and it's like uh also is within the same genre but it's like so takes itself very very seriously. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's like the it's like w- an
1: edge lord fantasy or something.
0: Right. And this film I I don't know what it is exactly, but yeah, you're right. It like doesn't seem to take itself as seriously. And I also do think that there is, um, you know, up until this point, we've kind it's kind of been a bit of a detective story kind of thing as well. But, um, but yeah, there's something about like, and even with a lot of the other, uh, Oh, I, I would say, I mean the other Halloween movies, uh, take themselves more seriously than this, it seems, except for maybe some of the later ones. Well, the first but,
1: Halloween... I mean, that's why it—that's why it's very confusing, is because the first Halloween movie is, you know, a classic, and that, to this day, remains one of the scarier slasher films of all time. Yeah. The second Halloween movie, I have not seen, but from what I understand, it's not that great. But I think it still tries to stay in the same vein. This movie's like it almost feels like, have you ever seen the Blair witch Two, the sequel to the Blair (laughs) witch project? I haven't seen the second one. It's straight up, like not a found footage movie. It's just a narrative and it's so fucking stupid, but it's like ultimately like way more fun. And I wonder if it's just one of those situations where it's like, we're going balls out. Like who cares? Like, like let's like we're we're doing some fun scares, some fun spooks. People are going to see this on the name recognition alone. Let's give them let's give them a wild ride. I mean, that's that that's what it feels like. It feels like a it feels like they made a lot of fun choices. But obviously, like the justification for why they're doing everything is incredibly cu- C- cuckoo <laughs> right it is a bridge too far I don't super understand it I can't connect to it on any human level so really I'm just hanging out with my boy uh, my boy uh, what's his name Tom Atkins Tom Atkins yeah really I'm just with my boy <laughs> Tom for the ride so when they put that mask on him and they sit him in that room and he has to watch that thing on TV and he kicks that TV over I'm like in my living room on a Halloween night going like yeah
0: yeah so uh speaking of balls out i just realized that my balls are out oh
1: put Um, them back in please you're you're live streaming this to facebook uh teen
0: (laughs) there we go that was the sound of uh me putting my balls back in yes to their satchel uh dan uh destroying the television set uh removing the mask escapes through a ventilation shaft and uh, rescues Ellie. Jeremy, you ever crawl around in a ventilation shaft? Only
1: when I'm uh, James Bond. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I forgot about that, your other job. Right, when I
1: go be <laughs> James Bond.
0: Yes. Uh, I, saw, I saw a couple documentaries about you, by the way. Uh, You're welcome. He dumps the chips from the uh, overhead rafters. And we're not talking Lays here. We're talking microchips. Right. Uh, and activates their signal with uh, the commercial, killing Cochran's employees. This was kind of cool, I thought. Yeah, uh, it
1: was a nice, like, wrap-up to this whole
0: cuckoo
1: fucking science office type situation yeah. where, like, the laser somehow, like, makes, like, a weird octagon shape, killing everyone in a circle, and then we have Cochran yeah. just doing that slow hand clap when he realizes that they've won.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, kills Cochran's employees while Cochran is vaporized by the Stonehenge rune he was using to create his masks, uh, and destroying the computer chips along with the entire silver shamrock factory. Uh, so, Dan and Ellie drive away. Uh, we find out that Ellie is a duplicate. In Android,
1: uh huh, <laughs> they that, couldn't Dan just crashes... make they couldn't just make the last scene the finale. They couldn't have just right. had that been the icing on the cake. No, we needed one more fucking uh, weird like man beats the shit out of Android woman. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So Dan crashes the vehicle, but uh, it decapitates the Android with a tire iron. Yeah. Uh, on foot, Dan arrives at Walters. Wait. So was she uh, an android the whole time? Is that the idea?
1: Yeah. Or yeah. that's what I always yeah, thought. Yeah, I think but. she is, but it's weird because, like, why not just kill him while they're having sex?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know,
1: like, why not kill him a long time from then? I don't know, but yeah, they. Uh, she. She. He definitely. Hits her in the face so hard that her uh, green f- neck fluid comes flying out.
0: <laughs> it also implies that, like, they had been programming their Andrews- androids to have sex in the first place. Yes,
1: and, like, their vaginas <laughs> to get wet and stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Which is like, so, of course
1: those creepy perverts would do that, but also <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so on foot, Dan arrives at Walter's gas station where he contacts the television stations and attempts to uh, convince all the station managers to remove the commercial. Yeah, this is a good scene. Yep. Uh, at the same uh, moment, a group of trick or treaters wearing the silver shamrock masks arrive at the station to participate in the big giveaway. <laughs> Dan persuades the stations to take it off channels one and two but not Channel 3, where the commercial keeps on playing right up to the magic pumpkin sequence. Uh, Dan desperately screams on the phone for the final station to turn off the commercial as the animated pumpkin head flashes nonstop in front of him and the children.
1: Yeah. Uh, This is a great ending. I want to stay on this ending for just a second. It, It, like, it's incredibly powerful in that twilight zone way of like you're desperately trying to convince the, the the world that like that you're not crazy and they need to listen to you but you're so frantic that you look so crazy in the process but then he actually succeeds in getting them to take it off channels one and two but then in a crazy fucking weird i forgot this is even the case back in the 80s way there's like three channels or like maybe four or five channels period. And he can't get it off the third channel. <laughs> yeah. It's such, a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a pretty great ending. And I feel like that, like just the way it's cut back and forth from the commercial to his face. And we're just hearing him scream for dear life as the, as the, the film cuts to black and, and the credits roll. I I, I thought I just found it to be, it worked for me. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It works. It works for me every time, my man. Uh, uh, So, what do you? uh, I'm dying to know, Jeremy. Give me. uh, You said good things. You said bad things. (laughs) You said a lot of things, to be honest with you. And I'm probably gonna cut most of them out. Yeah.
1: Great. Great. Perfect.
0: Which, by the way, uh, our episodes, like, the raw files are, like, five hours long. Oh, great, perfect, yeah. Everything that I chop out when you hear the final one-hour version is all Jeremy dialogue. Oh, yeah. So...
1: Well, it's usually me just monologuing, uh... Yeah. I, yeah, I'm taking a lot of acting classes, and so I'm, 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 pr- I'm, like, making Eric listen to a lot of my monologues that I've been rehearsing.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah it's brutal. Yeah. Um... Did not worth, uh, not worth it, to be honest with you. No. But Jeremy, what do you think of Flubber,
1: <laughs> the Robin Williams classic? Yeah, uh, I think that.
0: No, what do you think of uh, Halloween three?
1: I think Halloween three is, it's insane. I think it's insane top to bottom. I think it's an insane piece of like horror film trivia, in that like you would never expect this to be the third entry in this series. I think they took a big swing and I think it paid off in some ways and it really didn't pay off in other ways. Like parts of the whole big chunks of this film did not work for me from like the casting I thought was really crazy to like the premise of what the bad guys are trying to do. Didn't really work for me, but then some stuff really did work for me. Like again, this ending and, um, that it was that like, there's this mystery and like, who is, who's he, what's he and like how, who's in control of what and what is the point of all this? And also, um, yeah, just like creepy town cult like behavior and weird like I don't know like weird like uh I don't know a bunch of white people like running a running a fucking weird like like we we're kind of talking about before that that um Rosemary's baby type uh feel. I don't know. I I guess just overall I I was very like Well, that was a movie. By the end of it, like that was something, you know, that was something else. But I don't think I'll ever. I don't think I would rec. I don't. I don't know if I'd recommend this movie necessarily. I don't know if I'd watch it again, probably. But then again, maybe I would because it. What it. What it's lacking and what I enjoyed the Halloween, the first Halloween movie, and it makes up for in fun. So again, it's again it. And maybe that's maybe that's all I'm trying to say is that it's nothing like Halloween. It's not like it's not and it's in no way similar to the vibe to the clout of Halloween, but it it's different in this other cool, fun way that I definitely appreciate. So it just sits in this sort of limbo area, but I don't know again, though, there's parts that I've really fucking enjoyed now, Eric, I know you love this movie. This is probably your favorite Halloween movie. No,
0: um, favorite. No, my favorite Halloween movie would be the first one. Okay, but second favorite. Second
1: favorite. Yeah. So now, yeah. how do you feel about you about upon rewatching?
0: <laughs> you know what I did realize about this movie? I it's something that I realize every time I watch this movie. Now is. Uh, I really like the first, like, I like the first act a lot. I like the first, like, half hour of it. Uh, And then I kind of get, like, it kind of, like, plateaus for me in a way, where I'm, like, the weirdness is kind of, like, consistent for a while. And then when we are, like, inside the factory, the Silver Shamrock factory uh it gets exciting for me again there's like a weird like stretch in the middle where i kind of like tune out a little bit um but i do really there's like so much i really like about this movie uh from uh i do like the the actress by the way uh stacy uh, nelkin yeah who, who i don't recognize from anything else but um a lot of these people that are in this involved in this Halloween 3 is like their, first known for uh, listing on their IMDb. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know a lot of them from like anything else, but uh, I really, really like the aesthetics of this movie uh, is probably my favorite, my favorite part. I like this kind of uh, marriage of detective uh, novels, uh, or a detective story and, uh, 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 horror, uh, which I know has been done before, but then also like this really fucking bonkers science fiction aspect, mm-hmm. uh, is like really weird. I do think it's creepy and I think it's good. Uh, I, uh, I like a horror movie that like plays on like the children are kind of like at, at risk in, uh. You know what I mean? Like when like a go like yeah. a horror oh, movie. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of like a good be, another good example. Like fucking uh I see dead people, the fucking uh Sixth Sense. Yeah, signs.
1: Yeah, signs. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh yeah, I, I I just really like this movie and I think uh there are uh I don't know how much of it I'm just projecting onto it and how much was intentional, but yeah, like the ideas of consumerism and like marketing to children and stuff like that uh it's kind of a good sort of relevant story that's still relevant today so i love this movie uh i'll probably watch it a couple more times in my lifetime and uh honestly i'm glad that you saw it jeremy oh me too it's been a long time since i've uh been able to coerce someone to watch this one, but it's uh, it's always fun to hear what people think. Let us know what you think about Halloween 3 Season of The Witch uh, on Twitter. Our uh, Twitter is at ChuckyRules420, and it will remain at ChuckyRules420 even with our name change, uh, which will uh, take place next week at some point. But, uh, yeah, Jeremy, do you have anything you wanted to uh, plug before we uh, oh absolutely not uh, just keep up.
1: uh yeah just just start getting in those uh those early david lynch and stanley kubrick films and um as early as possible because we're going to start blowing through them here pretty soon and it's going to be a really good time it's going to take us into 2020 probably i don't know this might this is going to be our longest stretch yet it's going to definitely be Easily. longer than the chucky film so uh we hope you guys enjoy it if not We'll know because the numbers will reflect that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I cannot stress enough how excited I am for this. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, to close things out, Jeremy, uh, I am going to end just because I miss doing this. Uh, I am I am gonna close out this sort of era in our podcast with a a nod. To our roots.
1: Oh, great. To an old friend.
0: This is the end, friend.